This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. Have you noticed the emergence of men's rights groups on Twitter in India? They have become increasingly visible over the years with campaigns like hashtag Men to Marriage Strike and of course the recent reaction to Shraddha Walker's murder. A study was conducted at the University of Michigan by Associate Professor Joyojit Pal and students Sheryl Agarwal and Urvashi Patel to take a deeper look at these groups. Hi, this is Surya Tapa Mukherjee, your host for this episode of the Suno India Show. I spoke to Sheryl, who worked on the study, to take a deeper look into how these groups work and what impact they're having on Indian society, both online and offline. Okay, so to start with, uh, can you introduce yourself for the podcast? Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Sheryl Agarwal. I'm a CS and economics graduate and I work with Joyojit Pal and we uh, analyze online movements or trending events on Twitter. Okay. Um, so CS as in computer science, right? Uh, so I have a degree in computer science and economics. Right. So can you tell me like what made you do this study in particular? So this was really just born out of another project before where we were just looking at Mento tweets. And initially, the idea was to just look at what core accounts tweet about. So by core accounts, I mean accounts that only tweet about men's rights. And that's their entire purpose. That's the account's entire purpose. So initially, we had just looked at the accounts that only do uh, this sort of tweeting. And over time, when we collected tweets from these accounts, we realized that, that there's so many underlying themes in the movement that we shifted our focus from these accounts to a topical analysis where we would we would mainly look at how the entire movement is uh, uh, situated. Right. So men to like, can you contextualize that a bit? What men to is? Okay, so if you look at the history of Mentu, it has some beginning in 2018, where it really was just a uh, like an offline event where people did this protest uh, against uh, false cases that were filed under Section 498 of the IPC. And from there, it really took off on Twitter in 2019. When there was an actor called Vivek Obrai who got uh, caught up in a few cases of uh, sexual assault, and there was speculation of it being uh, a false case. A lot of people from the industry, uh, the film industry, really came and talked about it online, and from there it started gaining strength on Twitter. So, and then. Uh, a lot of activity also peaked around the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard uh, trial as well. That's when it really just became a global movement. Like the Mentu hashtag 
uh, went from just being used in india to being used from to to being used by outside accounts as well right okay so meng to like i mean would it be correct to say that it's basically a response to me too it, yeah it it did uh, start off as that but currently it exists in a lot of forms i would say it also talks about uh, uh, gender bias laws it talks about parental alienation it talks about false cases a lot so the initial form was as a counter movement to me too right yeah um and also i just want to mention the 498a like that's the rape law right uh yeah it it does cover a few more things if i'm not wrong i, I don't have a background in uh uh le- legal stuff but uh from what i understand yes okay so initially you were looking at accounts which were posting under the men to hashtag and then you realized that these core accounts are also talking about a lot of other things and there's a lot of other things happening as well so can you say what are some of these patterns that you noticed what are they talking about what are they trying to do okay all right so some of the things we noticed right away because we looked at who are the who are the people that they mention a lot in their tweets and we saw that they troll a lot of in female influencers who are known for taking feminist stands so actresses like richa chadda and uh, swarav haskar get trolled a lot on their let's say mostly their looks uh, and they get called out by these people a lot so that's that's one pattern we noticed another pattern was that they would often share memes uh with some underlying theme of uh, you know gold diggers or women basically getting married to get alimony so a lot of uh, them a lot of tweets calling out women as money minded and uh, t- uh trying to take undue advantage of men and there were also uh, a significant amount of tweets that would talk about how these laws are a way of westernizing india and how all these morals from the us are uh, uh basically uh poisoning our hindu culture and destroying india a lot of these talked about how family values are being degraded by our uh, laws and uh, i mean uh, really there's just so many themes within the movement they would also often take comments uh, being made by uh, some uh, celebrity or influencer and they would blow it way out of proportion so those are some of the things we noticed uh okay um so you know something that really stood out for me is that uh, of course like you know alimony is one of the conversations but then dowry is also one of the conversations i i read so i'm just interested like what are these men's rights activists like what do they have to say about dowry actually yeah it is quite interesting to see how they take something that is generally used to uh say something against men and they spin it around to make it look like it really is just anti men and in in terms of dowry specifically they would try to spin it as uh, hey so many false dowry cases get uh, 
registered and they end up destroying lives so it, there too it comes back to false cases for them uh but uh, another interesting phenomena that we found was how they tried to co-opt women's day so something again that is so like <laughs> opposite to what their movement is they try to then show it as so they try to dub it as false cases day instead of women's day and they try to ride the whole with the uh, if you see their activity it also increases around that time and yeah so they try to speak about something that is so uh like opposite to their ideology and another instance of this was when we looked at the shraddha walker case where clearly it was very uh i would say diametrically opposite to what they talk about this was a crime against a woman done by a man which is not in their mo at all and they still tried to spin it against uh, the involved victim and a lot of victim blaming uh, was done then right yeah so that's really interesting i want to come back to the uh, shraddha walker case uh, but before that you know like what are can you in terms of like doing the study can you tell me like how many accounts are these like how much traction do these tweets get uh like what is how much of the twitter ecosystem is really influenced or impacted by these accounts so in terms of the users we actually did quite a bit on uh, communities there as well and uh, in a years worth of data that we collected we found that there were around 65000 twitter users that have either tweeted or retweeted something related to uh, mentu and out of these we believe that around 4000 accounts are main mra accounts whose and whose only job on twitter is to uh, talk about men's rights and the rest would be what we would call periphery accounts that don't just do that but they tend to participate now and then when something of interest comes up and in terms of reach a lot of these hashtags have actually trended in uh, on in, in india at a lot of on a lot of occasions but i can't really give you a figure there because i myself have no way of estimating that right so i mean so it's definitely not like a niche thing that's happening um how much like how much do you think is the impact on like indian twitter like from whatever work you've done on this so uh in terms of impact i would say whenever uh, related uh, tweets or uh, trend or related hashtags trend it seems to uh, catch eye of people and uh, i would say there are definitely efforts to basically recruit more people or get more people to join the movement you will see that a lot of the media they sh- they'll share has pop culture references or let's say meme templates that only you know i mean not only but generally someone of a certain age would recognize and be gravitated towards so there is an effort on, on their end to basically uh, you know uh, get more people to join the movement but uh apart from that additionally their impact 
uh, i f- uh, we found that they are mostly self contained where they keep just retweeting each other and interact with each other really but uh, yeah that's all i can say on impact <laughs> I mean, like, see, in terms of like men's rights in India, or like men's rights in general, right? Like, because there are certain issues that, say, I personally like do find interesting. Like, there is a high rate of suicide, uh, you know, among men. There, uh, I mean, we do need rape laws for men as well. You know, I have talked to people who have experienced, like, men who have experienced uh, sexual violence. um either from men or women or whatever it is uh, trans people also like the uh, punishment for sexual assault for trans people versus the punishment for cis women like there's a huge uh, difference in that so first like the, there are uh, issues that are important like men can also be abused you know and it's harder for men to talk about it uh, so many men have experienced childhood sexual abuse as well uh, but there's a lot of like there's more shame in fact i think like for men to talk about these things so there are like some legitimate issues have you like in your work have you seen that like are there any act, like efforts to talk about these issues for men talk about how patriarchy harms men right like say even just the fact that men are not allowed to cry right kind of like socially so are there like how are these uh, topics kind of dealt with by these accounts so there are mentions where they will quote studies that uh, talk about how men's suicide rates are much higher than as compared to women stuff like that but in general patriarchy rarely gets blamed uh, while there are genuine cases that they make and honestly in some cases i've seen some great arguments as well which i myself agree with the means of doing these uh, of like promoting these arguments is what i don't personally agree with it's mostly a, an attack against women and not you know our society or the way it is set up so uh, to give you an example they will talk about how you know indian values and indian family structure is being harmed by these laws but then going by what the traditional uh, roles are for men and women these roles are what really put pressure on men to make more money to you know not spe- th- these roles are also playing a part in stigmatizing how men look at their own mental health so i feel like a lot of times the root cause of these uh, issues gets lost in the conversation here so uh, occasionally you will see them making good arguments about uh you know mental health but the majority of it is a fight against women and not a fight for their own rights right right and it seems to be like i mean i uh, like going through this study and you know and then i saw tweets of like basically just saying like women are burden <laughs> you know and yeah and there are so it's a lot of like you know old messaging but kind of like a new bottle like kind of trying to say that oh it's about men's rights it's about like how men are being oppressed by feminism but then 
a lot of the messaging seems to be like same old stuff just like new packaging um do you agree with that or have you seen things that uh, you know were striking for you that you did not expect um anything that comes to your mind that you were surprised with so i'd say the whole pop culture references was something that was a bit striking or i didn't expect to find it there because uh if you see on our blog there's this whole uh thread where someone has just made uh like memes out of the show called panchayat and the show in itself has nothing to do with the movement but i mean i'm i'm going to be honest it was actually quite funny to go through where they talk about some sort of issue and the reaction is a screenshot from the uh show so i think i didn't expect the uh there to be this kind of I, it almost seems young that part of the movement because i expected like a lot of middle aged men to be part of this but that was a bit surprising and another thing was uh, and i had this intuition but when it was confirmed it was a bit striking but the huge amount of engineers in our user set was also a bit surprising and disappointing <laughs> although uh it, it also did make sense at some level i don't know if that makes sense yeah i mean like i i'll probably sound very biased but it makes a lot of sense like when you just look like engineering colleges and like the whole you know that there's very few women you know who get into these spaces and like it's mostly a very like you know male kind of environment where it's just Yeah. <laughs> as an as an engineer I have myself uh talked to such people but then it's always striking to see people let's say from IITs talking about like such extreme things online. So while people do uh, talk about it just casually or in person doing it online is something I didn't really expect. Mm. right yeah and do you like are a lot of these say the you know ones that you profile that there are students engineers and uh, what was the third one uh there's lawyers and also medical professionals right right so these are like so none of these are anonymous like are there a lot of anonymous accounts or is it mostly like people who are proudly displaying their profession and saying these things both kinds actually but yeah uh, if again in our article you'll see a lot of striked off names because we tend to not advertise uh, like identifiable users but uh, a lot of people really don't care about anonymity here but our profiling uh, that was based on professions was just done on the basis of self describing so if someone was to describe themselves as a student or an engineer we would put them in that category apart from that we didn't verify that claim really right so uh, you know coming back to the shraddha walker case uh, you know that you mentioned uh, so that part of the study i saw this very interesting that like these patriarchal or whatever like these men's rights uh, accounts are also uh, sort of you know hindutva kind of like having the same messaging as as hindutva movements so would you say that these are the same accounts like do the same accounts do both or is it men's rights uh, movement sort of you know getting on the coattails of the hindutva 
a narrative to kind of justify their messaging just in this in the shraddha walker case or do you also see it elsewhere it's tough to say what happens overall because i personally have not studied the people who participate in hindutva related messaging online so it's tough to say but you know a lot of times we see uh, communities that aren't directly related to mrs interact on certain topics so uh, specifically in this case uh, we didn't go into a user analysis where we saw what else they tweet about so that is a claim that could be made possibly but we haven't investigated it okay so uh, specifically in our data set it was filtered for people we have previously identified as mras so in case an account does uh, uh, you know uh, if it normally does just hindutva based messaging then that has not been captured in our data set but that could be very interesting to analyze further but in, in this uh, specific case we haven't really looked into the hindutva community as such why it comes in is because of the interfaith relationship of the uh, you know uh, the whole case right so i mean so yeah so in this when talking about the shraddha walker case basically all these accounts were that were saying that the problem is interfaith uh, relationships or quote and quote love jihad uh rather than like uh, patriarchy or like you know men violating women okay so with this case specifically there were a lot of like other uh properties that they could latch on to specifically uh the inter- interfaith relationship the fact that it was a live in relationship and they were not married and uh again uh, i think a few reports came out which uh, stated that she was alienated from her her own family so uh, the community seemed to latch on to these the most to sort of explain what happened here instead of any sort of mention of violence against women they really just attacked feminism and feminist ideologies right yeah and of course i mean like i was also reading because a lot of these cases got uh, the spotlight after you know the shraddha walker case kind of went viral um and uh, yeah and i also read this i mean it was very ironic for me to see people sort of victim blaming or saying like that you know she did not uh, she went against her parents right to be in this live in relationship and kind of like this is almost what she should have expected or she kind of deserves um for doing that but at the same time like i saw this ndtv story uh, in delhi about this father who killed his daughter and stuffed her into a suitcase you know for disobeying him so it it's very you know so it, it's very much yeah like it's it's very interesting um how these messages messages kind of are taken forward um yeah so uh, another I mean I think one of the most interesting things uh from this study for me is that some of the top influencers are women. Uh so can you talk about your findings in terms of that? 
so uh, i'll be honest i didn't really look at it as you know women promoting men's rights because i didn't want to make want to make the study about that as such uh, and again going through uh, tweets here even i was surprised a lot of times where uh, women turned up and they seemed to be leading the movement but we didn't really investigated further but there are a few people who are at the center of it there's uh, deepika bhardwaj and barkat rehan who talk about this quite a lot and i th- i believe deepika also has a documentary out on netflix about a similar topic i don't know if it's still up on netflix it was at some point and yeah so there are women heavily involved in this but we personally did not feel the need to investigate that more because i think there's just much more interesting stuff happening there rather than uh, pointing out that uh, women themselves are doing something that is against their very uh, interests uh, i think there's just a lot more happening there yeah but i think that's also i mean i think it, it is also interesting to look at that because i feel like sometimes people you know like people will say things like uh, women are their own worst enemy or like first you should uh, make women kind of support each other and then tell men or whatever and it's almost like as if we are growing up in like two different uh, countries or something you know like men are growing up somewhere else and women are growing up somewhere else that you expect like that they will have completely different ideologies or completely different perspectives or complete be socialized in completely different ways like we're all in the same culture we're all learning the same stuff so i feel like you know like these things like they are surprising but i think it's also important to talk about why they're not so surprising <laughs> like you know like of course like, you will have uh, some women who you know support whatever men's rights or like say patriarchal things when we're all growing up in a patriarchal society um nobody is living outside of patriarchy um yeah so i just think it's interesting in that way it is definitely interesting up until uh, like a month ago i had a coworker who was really advocating for a few like topics on men's rights and uh, we we had a nice heated discussion on it considering i was studying uh, this around the same time and uh, while it was surprising that uh, you know some of the things that she was talking about were very regressive they seemed at least to me they seemed very regressive in nature but uh, when you actually go through these accounts you will find that there is no element of i myself am a woman when they talk about these things that is not something i think they are considering when when they talk about men's rights for them they it seems it seems like they are fighting a fight that no one else is fighting so again i would say there's no element of i myself am a woman when i tweet about these things right yeah um so what are some of the like i mean one thing that is again interesting to me is that like one of the um, like in terms of actual activism like other than say uh, this messaging on twitter you know talking about different subjects like doing these tweets memes and all of that like which is a you know young population's language 
uh, other than all of that there is also like the steps that they take in the real world like the only thing i have seen is like marriage strike which is the, these people saying that they're not going to get married <laughs> which i don't know who that's saying but uh, is there anything else that you've noticed where uh, you know like actual steps like for me it was also very interesting that they, they do have offline meetups so they do have some real world uh, things that they're doing and of course like you said that in a year there were like uh, 65000 uh, accounts or like sorry 65000 accounts that tweeted or retweeted yeah so like so so what are some of the you know ways in which this movement is trying to go forward have you noticed anything else so uh, yeah we have a section on offline community building in our study as well where these people often share pictures of their meetups and uh, and what you need to know is that a lot of these uh, head organizations like SIFF sahodar they have like state wise or region wise chapters almost where they have broken up the movement uh, in terms of region and these people would uh, hold weekly meetings even if you go to their website you could possibly see like announcements of hey we're going to meet up here at this time uh, for this and uh, again this was a lot of manual inspection where we also found that uh, there are meetings that are specifically held to appeal to youth where they basically the agenda of the meeting is that we want to talk to young men about how these laws can possibly ruin your life so their offline events are also oriented towards you know getting more people to join the community right so it's all about increasing the number there isn't like what are some of the coordinated actions that these groups take okay so i am not sure about offline coordinated uh uh actions as such but uh if you if you see a few posts you'll also see uh them offering legal guidance and they'll say it we're offering free legal guidance to men who have been accused of so and so cases so that is also an incentive to show up right so that's that's one coordinated activity uh apart from that uh i think the general idea is to show themselves as a community right that someone would want to be a part of that is something that comes off when you look at their offline events or posts about their offline events uh there were a few more things that we didn't cover in the study which could have been interesting uh one thing is also the presence of mras on reddit and i'd say that is that is sometimes a bit more extreme given the anonymous uh, nature that reddit users have so there's quite a lot of uh, mra presence on reddit sub sub communities as well um yeah that's that's great thank you so much thank you for listening to this episode you can now listen to all our episodes on our android and iphone app download it now